0: Loves, and welcome to Radical Softness, where we introduce ways of gently embracing all aspects of ourselves with kindness,
1: grace, and understanding. So that we can do the work necessary to expand upon our own personal growth. I am Ruinous Rapture. I am
0: Venera. And we invite you to sit back, get cozy, and enjoy this deep
1: dive today. Right, I hit the record button. I did not hit the start streaming button.
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> How are you doing? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh geez, Rick. Um, Yeah, no, uh, you got a lot going on lady, but. Yeah. Congratulations on the new job again, I know. I know we talked about that before, but still, seriously, congrats. Thank um, you. And uh, I know, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, yay, I get to go back to work. <laughs> 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 but I hope that this week has been somewhat restful. Sorry, I'm readjusting my chair, which I probably should have done before I hit the button. But, you know, why Why would I do that? Things happen. Life mm-hmm. yeah. happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, on top of that, I get to try and figure out a move, and um, I am applying for citizenship, so dual citizenship, so I've got a lot of things going
1: on. Yeah, that, oh, I didn't know about that last part. Uh, Yeah. Is that as intense of a process as I am under the impression it is here in the U S or so, because
0: I'm already a permanent resident here, it's not as difficult Mm -hmm. of a form, especially since I'm doing it online instead of the paperwork that I originally had to do to be a permanent resident. Mm -hmm. But the first form to become a permanent resident is Bitch! Yeah, it is terrible. I don't recommend it. It is a big, thick packet, and you have to fill everything out, even if it doesn't pertain to you. So, like for example, one page we didn't fill out any information because I don't got kids. I'm not bringing kids over. I don't have a wife. I'm not bringing a wife over, or anything like that. And they sent it back, and they're like, "Yeah, you didn't fill out this form," and it's like why why would i fill it out
1: i don't i don't what (laughs) so what was it just like you marking n a n a for everything pretty much yeah pretty much pretty freaking much so i feel like there's probably a way to optimize that whole thing like rather than there
0: is but
1: you know like old
0: ways of doing things (laughs) they don't really read it they're just gonna scan it and input the information. They're not actually like reading each answer question because like in other parts of the packet, it asks, are you planning to bring anybody over? Are you planning on sponsoring anybody once your PR is done and over with? Mm -hmm. Like, and I said, no,
1: but that doesn't matter. (laughs) Right, right. Yay government (laughs) yep fun well yeah and I know you know we were talking about this just a second ago but um you know you're gonna be getting your own place soon living on your own and we were talking about (gasps) food (laughs)
0: specifically yeah food of all things and It's funny, too, because we were struggling on thinking on what to pick for a topic, and then we just kind of, oh, we should talk about this.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. It's not food, by the way. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's not food, (laughs) but it is food. It starts with food. Food's (laughs) included. Yeah, it starts with food. I'm sorry to lure you all here. I know free food is a very exciting thing. Um, That was very cheap of me. I, I apologize for misleading you all. (laughs) Damn. <laughs> how rude of you! I know. How dare? Where's the free food? God damn! <laughs> free food is best food. Right. <laughs> speaking speaking of that, um, this is this is a little bit of a tangent, but um, one of my favorite Final Fantasies is uh Final Fantasy IX because it was the first one I played. It was the first one I had access to and played. And um, have you ever played Final Fantasy IX? Yes. Okay, so you know Kina, right? The yes. <laughs> the androgynous chef, um, blue blue mage. And one of my favorite scenes of all time um is uh she's in a shop and I can't remember what happens, but or she, I don't know why I said she, they are in the shop and um I don't remember exactly what happens, but they're like, Why do you worry about small things? World very simple place, world only yeah. have two things. Things you can eat and things you know can eat. And I was like, (laughs) God damn it, Kina. I love you. It's probably because
0: they wear a lot of pink. That might be the association.
1: Well, and you know what it also is, is when I played it, I was in high school and I was taking Spanish. And Kina, the name ends with an A. So it's really like kind of in my brain. Oh, A ending typically is feminine. So therefore... So it's, it's a, it's a, uh, what's, what's it called? Um, imprinting thing, (laughs) like imprinted in my head that key. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So like, for example, when I, I try to remember speaking French and I'm like, oh, well, how do I say my name is because I used to be, I wouldn't say super fluent, but I used to be somewhat fluent as a child because we had a, a teacher from Paris at my preschool, and she's teaching us French. Mm-hmm. But what comes out is, which is Russian, or <laughs> which is
1: Spanish. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't remember any of the French anymore. Yep, yep, yep. Well, and I've gotten myself confused, too, because I've been, you know, on and off uh studying German because that's kind of what I really wanted to study when I was in high school but my mom was like no you're taking Spanish and I was like okay I guess I'm taking fucking Spanish um so anyway now I I like I get myself really mixed up sometimes (laughs) it's a it's a it's a thing that that trying to live that polyglot life um. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised by how much Spanish I actually remember when I tried to like think back to the French. I start counting and speaking
1: in oh. Spanish instead. Yeah, no, it's actually pretty interesting. So, like, whenever I watch shows like um, Better Call Saul, for example, it's one of my favorite shows. Yes. And You know there are scenes where people are just speaking Spanish and I can I mean aside from the fact that I've seen the scenes a million times so I know what's being said um, but also like I there are a lot of words that I wouldn't have remembered that if I needed to say that sentence to someone in Spanish Mm -hmm. but if someone says it to me I'm like oh yeah I recognize what those words are I recognize the verb and the the uh you know the nouns and I, I recognize what you're trying to say and I know that, you know, I know what I know what it means. But um, Yeah. It's like when oh go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's just real interesting. Like you know, when you don't use it you lose it. So I've lost the ability to really speak it, but the hearing and the understanding portion, it's like, whoa, there there there's actually a lot I remember.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it- Like, I would say learning
0: Russian was easy, not in that, like, the language is easy, because it's not. But the fact that it's so alien and different from other languages that I've tried to attempt to learn, it makes it easier. I think... It has, like... You know, I studied that back in community college, so that was well over like 14 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I still know words. I still can have some basic communication. If I needed to write it, I could try and remember how to do the Cyrillic handwriting um, because it's all in uh, cursive. Mm -hmm. So like, I can read it. Mm -hmm. Whether or not I know the word, is a
1: whole
0: other yeah. thing because the you know verbs, adjectives, and things like that. But like I can have like a very basic conversation.
1: Yeah, I actually um, <clears throat> I started to uh, so so you may recall I had um, a little bit of an obsession with um, <clears throat> I don't know why my throat keeps doing that. Anyway, I had a little bit of an obsession with uh, tamagotchis recently. And, uh, <laughs> I bought this, um, and I might not be pronouncing it correctly, but it was like these bubble tea, um, uh, toys that were made by Bandai Namco, the same company that makes Tamagotchi. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, they're like bubble tea, uh, pets, like virtual pets like that. But the thing is, is I, I, I don't remember, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but they were called Punitapi. And, um, anyway... The problem is they don't come in English at all. Like they were never released with English versions. So it's all in Japanese and I have yet to put batteries in the thing because I am scared to death that I don't know what I'm doing. And (laughs) I tried with Duolingo. I pulled it up and I was like, okay, I'll I'll just see like how, you know, go through a little bit of Japanese because I mean, this is, these are toys, right? They're made for little kids. So I don't imagine that the Japanese is going to be like so high level that I'm not going to be able to figure it out once I get a good enough, um, bearing on the basics, right? And for words I don't know, I always have Google Translate, which by the way, the app on on your phone for Google Translate, you can point it at like the camera at something that's in another language and it will translate live on top of it, which is really freaking cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, but anyway, so I figured I could just do that. And I tried in Duolingo with the Japanese and I was just like, this is so like, not like any other language I have ever learned. Like the just the whole structure of it, and, and obviously the characters too. But <clears throat> like it, it doesn't. Japanese doesn't operate the same way like all of the other languages I've ever learned are, where it's you know phonetic, where you're spelling things out. You know, like no, these are these are like combination of character sets that make up words and phrases and all that mm-hmm. and it's it's not the same kind of thing as with yeah English. it's not like
0: a lat with not a latin language it's not a romantic language it's not cyrillic mm-hmm. it's not german germanic or whatever it, it, it's none of those like the symbols themselves alone have their own meanings yep put together They have another meaning. And then you actually have to, like, think of what it means in the actual sentence structure itself. Yep. Yep. So, like, for example, the letter M could mean cat, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't
1: (laughs) because English is very basic bitch. Yes, yes, exactly. It's exactly like that. So, like, you've got what the symbol means on its own. You've got the phonics of how, what it means when you say it and Mm -hmm. inflection. And then you've got... How that character changes meaning based on the other characters next to it, and it's just like, oh my god, <laughs>
0: constantly cross
1: referencing
0: everything to itself.
1: Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I am, I am dumb.
0: <laughs> and just going on another tangent, um, there was a study. I wish I could remember the, who did it um, to reference it correctly but essentially what they did was they took a english white baby and put it in a room where in one speaker it would say "ba," and the other one would say da but they were so close in sounding that Mm -hmm. it would take i don't know several hours or days or sessions whatever it was for the baby to start to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of that was, I can't remember if it was Ba or Da. I think it was Da. The way that Da was said sounded very similar to Ba. And it was meant to be a either a letter or a word in um some indie language. I don't recall which one it was. Mm-hmm. But like even I couldn't discern it until I listened to the test for a long time, because you could go and do that. But um, it just was to prove how difficult it is to distinguish certain um, words or phrases and things, but that like languages are easier to learn and be distinguished as a baby or a child. Which we already know, but this just further goes to show I... you can be, um, I don't know, I don't want to say brainwashed. Right. You can eventually uh, distinguish it, but it takes a lot longer for adults to do that because, you know, you go through how many years of your life learning and hearing things in a certain way versus a child who has not.
1: Yeah. I... Yeah. And, and that's kind of, um, I, I, um, <clears throat> seem to recall there was, uh, what was it? Uh, I, I, I don't have, I don't have a source, but I seem to recall that that was the thing that they say is that, you know, it's a lot easier to learn, uh, multiple languages the younger you are because you don't have these preconceptions and connections that you've already made with like you were saying sounds or uh, meanings of words and all that so and not to mention you know we're just a lot more our brains are a lot more pliable and squishy you know <laughs> we could develop more wrinkles uh, uh so. I, I may have actually found the study. I'll send this to you to see if this is actually, um, the one you're the referring one? to. Yeah, yeah. It looks like, uh, Janet F. Worker, W-E-R-K-E-R. Um, the human, or the baby human Bada study. Um, that
0: sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, uh, I
1: will send this after because there are actually a couple of links and I'm looking at this on my phone and I don't want to open Chrome, but it's, yeah, anyway, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll do it after.
0: But anyway the yeah. fun thing about research like that is even if it's not the original one they get retested and redone to show relevance mm-hmm. over and over and over again that that's the great thing about science is you mm-hmm. need to have validity and reliability right mm-hmm. so even yep. if it's not the original one I saw that is what it was the dava, mm-hmm. and then there was another one where um, rare case of young girl had brain cancer and they actually had to remove half of her brain and it just showed how elastic child brains are Mm -hmm. because she's able to fully function like everybody else.
1: Yeah, actually. I
0: wouldn't say like without issues Mm -hmm. 100% and I don't know what it's like now that, because by now she'll be like either a young adult or a teenager, but um, she was able to walk talk write, you know like any other person
1: you know funny you mentioned that so I don't actually know what happened to him because he doesn't really talk about what it was that caused this but a very 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 talented artist by the name of David Stupakis he had he says he had half of his brain removed so he's literally walking around with half a brain and he is amazing now he has issues with like reading and writing he's not like it's not like he's illiterate but he's not super good at it um so it it takes him a little bit longer to process those things but speech wise and you know motor functions and you know clearly his ability to paint like he yeah that the brain is an amazing, interesting beast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, if you ever go and study something like schizophrenia, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, there was a very common, I'm not up to date on this, but back in the day, they would actually sever the corpus callosum, I believe is what it's called, and it's essentially the fibers that connect the two hemispheres of the brain. They would sever that, Mm -hmm. and what they found was it helped people with schizophrenia with minor um, issues with that to some degree. But um, it also made it so that the brain, both hemispheres, have a little bit more of a rough time communicating with each other. So they would do some interesting tests where um, they would tell them to cover one eye Mm-hmm and then try to copy or mirror the design of something that they saw on that side while not being able to see what it was that they were actually drawing kind of thing. So like draw the rest of the star or draw the rest of the circle. And uh, that would kind of be a tall tale or telltale, I don't know, my brain, your <laughs> brains. Um, it would be a sign of how well the communication between the hemispheres were and kind of show where the deficits lie, too.
1: Mm. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. Man, brains. They, they, uh... I, I wish I knew more about the human brain, but I feel like, I don't know, whenever I get into that realm, I'm like, this is way beyond my ability to understand because it's so there's so well, much to it yeah like and and it's like it, it, and and there's so much we don't know in addition to that you know? it, yeah yeah so even after all these years we still don't know I could go down a whole
0: rabbit hole of how we actually started studying the brain and how muscles and everything worked because it didn't start with a doctor started with a mathematician (laughs) like and i am so grateful for my university experience because i had to take history of psychology and it opened up so much information it opened up the history of philosophy um chemistry sociology Essentially, all the sciences Mm -hmm. were explained. Um, And yeah, like after taking a, um, I want to call it a brain course because I can't remember the actual scientific name of it. (laughs) But essentially, I studied the brain and like the parts of the brain. um, And the brain has muscles underneath it. We don't really think of like the brain and underneath it we think of the brain as like the different hemispheres and what each one does what and we kind of carp uh compartmentalize I can't talk today compartmentalize there we go I don't <laughs> even did. think I said it right then either but no, you whatever
1: didn't. you did you <laughs>
0: did it took a minute that you uh, got there yes thanks injury um <laughs> but anyway <laughs> uh you know we think of like the different parts of the brain and what each one does specifically, but that's not how it works. Like, each part of the brain acts as a whole. Um, The pieces do not add up to the whole. Uh, If you were to take one out, it would dramatically put way more weight and uh, stress on other parts of the brain because the brain is elastic and it will take up that stress, but Like I said, one part of the brain is not just for physical touch. One is not just for dreams and eyesight or whatever. We do find that that part of the brain is, like, really great and important for these functions. But we still don't even know what, you know, drugs and hormones do to the brain itself. You know? Like, it is such a huge mystery. Um, But anyway, in that class you know, we actually looked at the bottom of the brain and we had to memorize what each of these muscles were and what they
1: were, um, quote unquote responsible for. And it's, it's not easy. Yeah. I remember when I was, uh, doing my, uh, what's it, uh, uh, personal trainer certificate, I had to do some stuff on physiology and kinesiology and yeah, Anatomy is rough. <laughs> Anatomy is rough. And that's not even getting into like deep, deep detail because that's like just, you know, oh, the parts of the body, right? But like there's more that's going on within those parts, right? And yes. like you're talking about with the brain. Like there's yeah, it's uh trying to memorize all that stuff is uh whoo. It was a doozy. Yeah, it is. But once you
0: memorize it, like what helped me was I memorized the interesting parts to those things Mm -hmm. before I memorized the actual thing, because that was just regurgitation and boring, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But once you start like remembering, oh, well, part of the The neck, the brainstem, that actually helps regulate sleep and other motor functioning that we're unaware of, like blinking, breathing, hiccuping, yawning, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That then it suddenly becomes very, very interesting, and it helps you memorize where exactly on the brainstem you know, like the pons is or the medulla oblongata, kind of thing. You know, like looking at the ear and all sorts of things Lee. it's hard to just regurgitate it
1: yeah absolutely so show um yeah yeah back to the main subject I, <laughs> <had>. <laughs> I mean it was a good it was i think i think that was good i it was fun yeah yeah um yeah so like I think what started our conversation of what we would decide the topic was going to be today was complaining about one, like, well, it started with me saying that, you know, I've become, because my husband and I only have one car. So when he's out at a gig or whatever, like I'm stuck here at home and I don't, we don't have good, uh, uh public transportation where I am. so. I basically have become very dependent on delivery services for things like groceries or dinner, right? And I mean, yeah, I could get a ride share, but what I was telling then was that, you know, that ends up making it just as or more expensive, you know, to get a ride share one way, get all my stuff, hop back in another ride share and then, you know, get home and then I've lost time. So I've become spoiled and uh have uh you know because I get my I get time back in my day while I went on a delivery service but it's very very expensive to do that so we were talking about how you know we meal planning um sorry my dogs are wrestling outside the door hold on hold on uh what was I saying so Oh right, uh, meal planning. So that you know, trying to get better about meal planning within a week, uh, because you know, then I know what I'm cooking and I'm saving money because I could be more, uh, you know, economical about it. But uh, yeah, the leftovers, <laughs> leftovers. There's yes. so much food, like nothing. Co- and and Van, you were talking about uh, you know, having to figure out how to cook for one person now. Yes. I find it's a struggle to cook for even two people because there's just so much food is packaged in a way to be made for like families of four. (laughs) And I end up with way too much food at the end of it. Yeah. Like you feel like making
0: nachos for yourself one day and you get like a big giant cup of sour cream. Now, there is like smaller portions of it, but when the small portion's more expensive than the cup.
1: Right? Well, and, 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 yeah. And, you know, so, like, of course, I could get smart about it and be like, okay, well, if I have to buy a thing of sour cream, right, then I could find other recipes. Mm -hmm. to cook to use up the rest of the sour cream but then we started talking about like i am the type of person that i cannot like i need some routine and like consistency to to feel comfortable but if it's too routine it feels like an obligation and part of that routine is the 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 box that meal planning can put you in when you have to plan your meals that way where it's like okay well I'm buying sour cream because I really want to make nachos but now I have to figure out how to use the sour cream so now I'm obligated to find recipes that use sour cream and then I end up in that box and then by the end of the week I'm like I don't want any anything I have in my fridge <laughs> like this is yeah. all gross <laughs> I want uh, you know I I want uh, I want I want a big breakfast. Or a burrito or, you know, something I don't have any of the materials for.
0: Yeah, and then, like, you get places like Costco where it's technically cheaper to buy in bulk, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for some things it's really great for, so, like, frozen foods and things like that for a single person, great. That works fine. But the big giant tub of mayo, what are you (laughs) going to do with that? Where are you going to put all that? Yeah. And like, I wish, and I don't know how feasible it is. It probably isn't. But I wish there were more like, um, oh, what were they called? Like the bulk bins or whatever, where you can go and manually yeah. choose how much oatmeal you wanted or mm-hmm. how many of these nuts or sprinkles or whatever the hell it was. Yep. I wish there was more of that. And they've gotten rid of
1: those out of grocery stores for the most part. You know, I haven't... um, I know at... uh, So our Kroger here is called Baker's. um, And they have a section where they're like a... Kind of like if you remember bubblegum machines, you put a quarter in Mm -hmm. and you turn it. It's like that. And so then they they weigh it by the pound. So you just turn and fill a thing. Um, But that's only for things like nuts and yes. and like you said uh, uh oats and things like that like I, I and i get what you're saying like i wish they had that for things like sour cream yeah <laughs> you know i only have one thing i'm making this week and the recipe calls for i don't know four tablespoons total I don't. I'm making something up. So I would like just four tablespoons in this little glass jar, please. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I can just or whatever type of container, you know. I I say that, and I immediately imagine those those produce bags. <laughs> You're just <like> sour cream. <laughs> Although that's not a terrible idea, because you could cut the corner on the bottom and then use it like yeah. icing, you know. But anyway, I'm just. It's funny to be sour cream in a bag. Ruinous goes on a tangent. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it would be great if that that were a thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, kind of like Like Faze. I said,
0: I don't know how feasible it is for a lot of things, but, you know, for something like that, it would be really great if there were more things like that.
1: Yeah, there's a, um, a like, a satire account that I follow called Reductress, and <laughs> I... I uh one of the they they'll post like articles, like fake articles about someone doing something and one of them was like cool, like you know how like clickbait titles are like, mm-hmm. Wow, you know? So it was something like, Wow, uh woman buys really big jar of thing for or no, 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 that's what it was. It was wow, recipe calls for a little bit of something that only comes in a big-ass jar. (laughs) Like, I was like, yes, that. There are some things, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there are some things that there are a lot of recipes you usually only use, like, a very, very, very tiny amount of it, but it only Mm. comes in giant frickin' containers.
0: Like, big giant bags of flour? I don't need that. (laughs) I don't want to carry a big giant bag of flour home or
1: yeah. rice. Mhm. We use a lot of rice in my house, so I'm not as offended by the um by the larger containers of rice, but Well,
0: yeah, like that makes sense. But at the same time, if you're if you're if you don't have a car and you don't have somebody oh, yeah. to help you take that to your car and you're taking that over your shoulder on the bus and having to walk around and stuff, like no.
1: Yeah, that no, thank you. That sucks. That does suck. That and that's that's really you know we're it's almost like the expectation is okay well if you don't have a vehicle and you're going grocery shopping that's all you're doing until you get home and then you have to go back out and it's like how much of a time suck and drain is that and not just like time suck but like energy suck too you know I'm not talking about like the physical exertion but like the mental. yeah you know that's 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 rough. It'd be really nice if there were a solution, but I feel like if even if it were a viable solution, what we're talking about where it's like buffet style by weight or container size, you know where you could serve up your own things, I feel like that would be something that somewhere like. <sighs> like a really expensive health food store would figure out yeah. how to do it, and then they would charge way too much money yep. for it. It would be like a premium and it wouldn't benefit the people it should, you know? Mhm. It would become like a almost like not fashion, but you know what I mean? Like a like oh, it's so trendy to be able to purchase my milk in <laughs> a mason jar. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, which which sucks, but I don't know, maybe we could be the pioneers in that. We'll figure it out and we'll start a chain and open them up in food deserts. And Yeah,
0: and then, like, it would reduce a lot of weight, or weight,
1: waste, too. Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, if you have a friend that goes to Costco and they don't need that big, giant bucket of mayo, but you need some, why not just have, like, a jar that you can steal some of their mayo from, right? like, you know?
1: like... And, like, if you remember in elementary school with, like, the way the ketchup and the the mustard dispensers were, were right? Like, they, yeah. the, the little push-down thing. You just go and fill up a cup with it and put a little yeah. lid on the container. Nice reusable containers, too, that people could bring back to the store after they're done with them. And then the store could... uh industrial wash them and then put them back out so it's like exactly. a re- rotating stock or you could keep it if you want and then you have containers at home and they're not you know contributing to waste in a landfill that can't be recycled and ends up killing wildlife because humans yeah. are terrible beasties that don't think about these things <laughs> yeah I don't know. well and like thinking about that too like the
0: problem with microplastics and people are like, oh, we'll melt it down and make something with it. And it's like, it's still just going to chip away and turn into a microplastic later. Mm-hmm. Like it, it helps with the immediate now, but the future is still microplastics are going to be everywhere and in everything.
1: You know, it's so interesting to me because I, you know, now we're aware about plastics and I mean, it not as aware as I feel people should be but it's it's more common knowledge now that plastics are really harming <laughs> the environment and yet i remember in the 90s do you remember the commercials that were like plastic saves lives do you yeah. remember that saves the trees and everything well and also it was like they were showing like um surgical Situ- like medical situations where, mm-hmm. like, plastics were used to help with a procedure or, you know, do some life-saving thing. And, yeah, plastic saves lives. And it's so, like, why would we have ever needed those commercials? Why were those PSAs a thing, you know? Yeah. And it really I, – I haven't looked into it, but uh, – and not to get, like, weird conspiracy theory, but, like, it's, it's almost like they knew – the harm they were causing, and they were like, "Oh, of course. If we, if we just like drill it into people's heads that plastics are a good thing, then, then you know, it'll be harder to get it to, you know, kind of like what they did with cigarettes, like in tobacco. Yeah. Like, it is impossible to get rid of the tobacco industry, right? So, yeah, but yeah, yeah." And then, uh, not even
0: just food, but, like, if we're talking about, like, a, a person who lives by themselves, like, even the housing market, trying to get a, a car, or literally anything, is just ten times more difficult.
1: hmm Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if you don't have, um, like... So, for example, almost everything requires references of some sort. Or mm-hmm. or a co-signer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I was doing um,
0: my expenses and looking at that. And, like, right now, not bad. It's all right. I've been saving quite a bit. But then I go and I look at, you know, what, it's going to look like when I'm paying for everything by
1: myself, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. How, how does anybody live like this?
1: Yeah. I remember. Even, do. I remember thinking back when me and husband lived in San Diego because we were living in a studio apartment that he was renting from a family friend. So he was getting a really nice, like discount on that. Um, whole thing and oh my goodness the dogs sorry everyone um anyway he was getting a really nice like price on his rent and i remember thinking like dude we need more space and moving out of this apartment into like one that actually has some room <laughs> um i i can't even like how how are we going to afford it and somehow we did um it because San Diego is just stupid expensive. But anyway, yeah, and I remember feeling the same way about um, people who own homes. Like, how do they do it? It's so expensive. Um, the the one thing I will say <laughs> to at least alleviate some of your anxiety, it's probably a lot easier than your you, like, than it, than it seems upfront, but it is, it's not easy in that. Oh, like, oh, you'll, you'll be fine. And you'll be very comfortable and you, yeah. (laughs) So like, it's, it's going to be a pain in the ass.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So like right now expenses are around $400 for me Mm -hmm. while living with someone. Mm -hmm. That's my share. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that I will be living on my own. Um, let's see. Rent's going to be like eight fifty. dollars Insurance is going to be around $60 a month. Mm -hmm. Include phone bill, which right now with U.S. calling, because I've got family in the U.S., over $200 a month. Mm -hmm. Internet's going to be around $80. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be over $1,000 just to live on my own
1: well and not to mention the cost for like uh i don't know what the transportation thing is like where you are but like bus passes or yeah that's like a
0: hundred dollars a month
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and it's not tax written off anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a bummer yeah like there's a lot so i've been looking at what i need to cut back and picking and choosing what's important and taking care of
1: that kind of thing and it's very stressful. <laughs> yeah, no, money, and we've talked about this before. Money is a major trigger for me. Like, I, uh, I, it, whenever thinking about sitting down and sorting out my expenses, and it, I'm sure if I did it, like, it would really help alleviate some of that anxiety, right? Because then I would know how to allocate my, or allocate my funds, and uh, you know, pay bills and do all that. But I. Even just logging into my bank to look at my bank account balance just causes me so much stress. So I yeah, what you're doing right now is uh yeah, that that's stressful. That is yeah. hella stressful. And like I I've
0: been smart, I've got a lot saved up, but all of that's gonna be chunked into like new furniture. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, I am not looking forward to that at all. And, like, my next step, other than getting citizenship, dual citizenship, is to, um, get a car at some point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'm not really sure how, how I'm gonna make that work, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I just, like... I look at people who have a house and like three kids, and
1: I'm just like, what? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I what? Yeah, I I think about that. Like it, it, me, it's just me and my husband here, and I'm like, how do people afford children? <laughs> like, <laughs> and how? it's not
0: like you don't have a good job. Like you have a non-retail job;
1: it's a career job, mm-hmm. and yet you two still struggle. Oh yeah. No, and he, yeah, we both have uh, "quote unquote" professional, you know, career-oriented jobs, and they're, you know, they they pay well, but I don't know. We we talk about <laughs> the disappearance of the middle class, and this is this is yeah. it, folks. <laughs> the price of your salary isn't going up with the cost of inflation, and so, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, a yeah, and like.
0: You know, I get into arguments with people all the time who are like, well, if you want more money, get a better job, (laughs) you know, or, oh, well, you're in retail, so you're never going to get anywhere. And that's why you should go get a trade job. And I'm like, okay, so I want, you make me want to hurl myself off or hurl, throw myself off a building when you say that, because, you know, trade jobs are not easy um, it's just like being a nurse or a doctor. You work a shit ton of hours in the middle of
1: nowhere and with nothing to do. Well, and you know what? That's, that's the other thing too. Like, let's talk about that. Right? So in order to become a nurse, right? You have to go through schooling, licensing, certifications, etc., to make yourself a more, uh, like attractive candidate for hospitals and jobs, right? But the average nurse doesn't make very much. Like, I would say that a nurse makes probably about as much as I do annually or less annually. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into being a nurse, and it's very draining. So so the whole, like, oh, well, just get a better job. Okay, well, here's the thing about the this mythical better job, right? Doesn't exist. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like the better job that would pay for everything so you could live comfortably without having to stress out about anything financially is, um, I don't know, C-suite executive. So like a CEO, yeah. a CTO, you know. Or unless you're a specialist because there's even doctors that don't make shit, you know? Yeah, no, it, doctors, um, yeah, the, the cost of health care, <laughs> You're not paying for the doctor. (laughs) You're paying for all of the bullshit equipment, the hospital, the the Mm -hmm. corporation that owns the hospital, the insurance company, the brand
0: name essentially.
1: Yeah, that's that's literally it, and everybody is getting screwed. So, like, and and so, let's say you have a doctor, right? Let's let's make up a a a figure, right? Let's say a doctor makes like well over 200 grand a year or 400 grand a year right do you know how much schooling they had to go through and do you know how much that schooling cost (laughs) like student loans yep like and then on top of all that the physical and mental demands that being a doctor takes like it's anyway so yeah this this better job doesn't Exist like it's. I mean, they. You know, you can get a better job in that you could find one that pays you better or treats you better or offers better benefits. But the better job that's you're never gonna get anywhere, kind of thing. That's yeah, and it, it, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's part of why like uh, people will will uh, balk at the idea of increasing taxes on particular classes like um, such as the rich or um, you know uh, what is it uh, regulating certain things because it's this idea that it, and I can't remember who said it but it's 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 a very uniquely North American thing that believes that well one day I could be a rich person yeah <laughs> so we all have this it's the American dream, Whatever uh, that one day I could be a rich person, so why would I want to harm that class or whatever? They're you know they worked for their or you know I I don't even want to get into those the, that whole logic. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. But my point is is like that's that's where that whole like just get a better job thing comes from. Is well, that-
0: not even that, but like I was arguing that you know, because the value of the dollar has gone down so much, Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, as a cashier, I was making over $15 an hour here. Well, when I tell people back home this, they're like, oh my God, that's a lot. And I was like, well, you know, living here is a little bit more expensive. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Also conversion (laughs) is different. Yeah, But then, yeah, like the the cost of living because it's so much higher here, they had to increase that but that also devalues the dollar. Mm -hmm. And because the dollar is devalued, well, you know, the fact that a cashier could be making close to $20 an hour and still not get by, the people who remember the value of the dollar being higher back in the day are like, well, how does that work? You know, because gas used to be a nickel. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's like those those memes that are like, when I was your age, I had a house and a full time job and kids and a car, and I was, yeah, you know. And it's like, yeah, but you also had a pension, and like you said, gas was <laughs> at most twenty five cents a gallon, and <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, you don't even get it, bro. But yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh... And instead of like realizing that
0: the price of gas, the value of gas back then was so much lower. Right. Versus how much a quote unquote low value mm-hmm. job being a cashier is. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they mad at the millionaires who create this arbitrary value on gas?
1: Well, and that's that's the funniest thing too, because mm-hmm. they have found a way. So let's, going back to that, you know, it's the, this is why the talk about raising the minimum wage, even though it would benefit a lot of people, it's like, oh, that's that's insane. Why would we do that? That's a low value job. It doesn't deserve, and it goes back to the the pointing the finger at, oh, well, you know why you're broke. You know why you can't afford anything. It's mm-hmm. because all these poorer people, people poorer than you, are, you know, sucking off the teat of the government and causing everything to increase in price. And if it weren't for that, you know, illegal alien or that um, mother on welfare, you'd be in a better position. Yeah. And it's like, mm, but <laughs> yeah. What about, like you said, the arbitrary value we're placing on things that people need in order to so you can't get to work if you have a car getting to work requires gasoline right Mm -hmm. so if i've you know controlling the market decide okay well gas is now seven dollars a gallon (laughs) how you know yeah no yeah
0: and again like people don't realize even though people know this they don't, they don't utilize it in their brains. I don't know. But it's a well-known fact that gas prices go up in the spring and summertime.
1: Mm-hmm. Because more people are driving. Yeah. Yeah. That whole supply and demand. Like, how thing. is
0: that illegal? Like, I just, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, and that's, that's how they justify it, right? Supply and demand. But, I don't know. I. Yep. It's. Infuriating. And then,
0: yeah, and, like, that's already difficult with a couple who has three kids. Now, what about the single person? Oh, yeah. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Like, how do you afford that? And that's why we're seeing a return to kids staying with their parents longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day... Wasn't a problem because houses were huge. Parents could retire at 40. Mm-hmm. But now you see kids living with their parents in tiny houses, mm-hmm. in rooms that can no longer sustain the more adult aged child,
1: mm-hmm.
0: while trying to navigate going to school student loans. And then also help support the parents that they're living with. So not only does the child have to pay for school and then also try to work, they're also trying to pay their own bills while also paying rent to the parents because they are now a liability to the parents as well.
1: Yeah. And like, that's the other thing too, because the parents are, you know, everything's more expensive. So the parents, I know for my parents, when I was still living with them, they were charging me rent because that's what they needed to do in mm-hmm. order to be able to afford the mortgage. Because shit was just getting crazy. So, like, yeah, it's, a, uh, don't know. We live in the darkest timeline.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: If you've ever seen Community. Good show. Yeah, like, back in the day, like,
0: your parents' parents, they could take... The other neighborhood kids on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They go to a different country with a friend. Yep. You <sighs> can't do that. You can't even do that for yourself. Get out of the country for a couple of days.
1: Yeah. It's, uh... And if you do, it's like... <laughs> a lot of saving to make yeah. it happen.
0: Oh gosh. People used to go camping all the time. Camping's expensive now.
1: Mm. You know, husband and I have never been camping together now that you mention that. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. a that's that's a tangent. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. Everything's the worst. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's, uh, it's, it's, in it's, it's upsetting. Yeah. It's very upsetting. Like job
0: security is gone. Mm-hmm. Everything goes up in price. Can't afford to live by yourself on your own.
1: Yep. And... And that's the thing, too. Like, you shouldn't have to need a roommate in order to get by. Like, I don't know. I, sure, it's practical, you know, whatever. But also, like, how, I don't, I I, I feel like there is value in the, the having your own space when you're not attached to someone. You know what I mean? So... You should be able to have that choice rather than, well, I have to <laughs> I have to rely on another human. Because that's the thing, too. If you have no attachment other than we're just roommates, you're relying on someone who could ultimately become unreliable. And, and ruin your life. Yep. And that's not fair. Like, you shouldn't have to, like, bet any part of your credit on a friend or a an acquaintance or a stranger, you know, that's, that's bullshit. Um, I think that's just stupid. And then I think about like, you know, family living situations, you know, we're talking about people who, you know, fam- uh, children are living with their parents longer, right? Well, what about the family dynamics where uh, it's just not healthy? It's a toxic relationship and someone really in order to heal from trauma that is that was perpetuated and is most likely in being that they still live with their family like how how do you heal from that and 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 if you're living with your family longer right then that's more exposure to that so then you know people who may have had a rough childhood able to move out at 18 because they just couldn't take it anymore They've had that time by the time they're in their mid-30s to really kind of sort it out a little better, you know, versus now, you know, if I still have to live with my parents at the age of 32, 35 years old because I can't afford to and say my parents are really horrible and awful and treat me like shit, you know, by what age am I able to, you know, um, get to a healthy mind state? what's the likelihood of that ever occurring? Because now we're entering middle age, right? We're getting closer to middle age at that point. So if that's all you've known, like, and I feel like that also kind of goes back to your chain of pain thing, you know? If that's all you've known, then eventually what does that look like in your relationships? And how do you um, navigate those relationships? (laughs)
0: Well, not only that, but I know of several people who had to live with their parents because there was no other way, and the parents were absolutely okay with that. But then over time, that eventually morphed into, you're ruining our marriage. Yeah. Get out.
1: Yeah. Um, Or uh, one thing my dad used to say to me when I was living there was that I was increasing the cost of everything because I was taking showers or using electricity mm-hmm. and I'm just like this you mm-mm, no <laughs> like yeah I need to be able to take a fucking shower I need to, so, be able to read my textbooks so I can do my homework
0: yeah it's funny that you say that so when I was living with my mother I was paying rent which was supposed to cover utilities right mm-hmm She wasn't going to use that room for anything else. I wasn't, you know, taking 20-minute, hour-long showers or anything else ridiculous, just normal stuff. And I was doing a bunch of chores. I was doing her laundry. I was doing her dishes. I made dinner, breakfast, whatever. She really didn't have to clean anything or do much of anything like that. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, because I was on my laptop, past midnight, Mm -hmm. she decided that she was going to start unplugging the internet at a certain time at night.
1: As if that would, like, save any resource. It
0: wasn't to save resource. It was because I wasn't spending enough time with her. Wow. Because I was on the computer too much. And it's like, you do know I work the night shift. I have school during the day this is when i have time to study right she did that one time while i was in the middle of taking a quiz and you only had one access point to the quiz like if your internet cut out too bad sucks Mm. to be you Mm. she did that i was so pissed off well i didn't know i was like well maybe you should stop fucking doing that
1: yeah, no, that's...
0: Your little uh, parental manipulation and control is not appreciated. I'm in my 20s. I'm not a child.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's awful. I'm sorry you experienced that. That's, that's not yeah. okay.
0: But that's the kind of shit people go through because they have to. Yeah. They have to live with the parent, and the parent decides that they're just going to keep treating their child like a child instead of a person.
1: Yeah, well, and Mm. yeah, no, gross. It is. (laughs) Super gross. It is. And
0: like one of my close friends, like I said, you know, when they went to go live with another parent, you know, the step parent, for whatever reason, started getting really uppity and like in her shit and was like, well, I need to know how much you make every week, how much you spend every week. <laughs> and, and the whole point of that was because she immediately wanted to get her out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now I. You're uh, ruining
0: our marriage. You have to go.
1: Yeah. I had um, a boyfriend whose mom did something like that. Uh, and he wasn't even living with her. I, she was just. I, I don't even remember what the context was. Um, but she, like, told him that that's because you're spending your money irresponsibly. You're buying these things and that thing, those things. It's like, "Uh, actually no, we're not." <laughs> like, yeah. that's not happening at all, but it's great that you've painted this story in your head that the reason he doesn't have an apartment is because you know, he's buying comic books or whatever the fuck you think he's buying. Like, no. <laughs> that's that's not what's happening. It's literally like he, oh yeah. He was working at Coles. <laughs> like he can't he can't get an apartment because he's working at fucking Coles. Yeah,
0: he used to work at Coles. There's just no way you could afford an apartment. <laughs> like
1: and he wasn't even full-time there. Even though he tried so hard, he every time there was an opening for full-time like a lead or supervisor position, he was always going for it because you know oh, that
0: place sucked.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, um, before I met him, way before I met him, I worked at Kohl's for, like, two days. And I was like, yeah, no, I quit. This, nope. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Not doing this. <laughs> uh, yeah, they randomly decided for a
0: month not to give me any shifts. Just I was like, okay, well, I'm moving across country anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whole month later, they call me. They're like, why didn't you show up to your shift? like, um, you didn't give me a shift for over a month. I assumed you had fired me or something.
1: Well, and that's the other thing too. I don't know how it worked for, for you all, but I know that for when I worked retail and when I was working at Kohl's or when even my ex was working at Kohl's, um, the only way you knew you had a shift was to go in at the beginning of the week or whenever they would post the new shift. And go into the break room and look to see what your schedule was. They didn't send it out via email. They didn't, there was no way to check out oh, digitally. so they
0: didn't even post it in the break room. You had to go back to customer service and request that they look it up in the accordion file to give you a copy.
1: Gross. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that was the other thing too. They had a very specific policy that you couldn't call to ask when your next shift was because they yep. didn't want... Yep. They didn't want people taking people off the floor to go check when someone was working next like yeah so you literally had to drive in your gas your time to figure out if you're working if you're not scheduled for that week or like you said a month you know you're going in every fucking week to check oh and my favorite my absolute favorite thing they would do this to him all the time they would post the schedule right he would go in write down what days he was working whatever leave And then, like, two days later, something would happen, and they would need to change the schedule. But they wouldn't call anyone to tell them, oh, by the way, I know you had Tuesday off on the original posting, but we've moved you to a Tuesday shift because we need coverage. And then you would get a phone call from someone who's like, hey, are you showing up? It's like, I'm off today. No, the schedule says. (laughs) like. Oh, my God. The
0: number of times that they created duplicate schedules and had no clue who was or wasn't coming in yeah. was astounding. So yeah. I would get called and they're like, well, where are you? I was like, I'm not supposed to be in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. It says it on the schedule. I'm like, well, I have a physical copy that says I'm not. Mm-hmm. So then you would have to go in, prove that you weren't supposed to work that day. Mm-hmm. They would say, oops, my bad. But and since go in... back home,
1: <laughs> or since you're here, yeah, yeah. Or if you need, if you're here, you should work. Yeah, d- wouldn't you like a few more hours? Yeah, yeah. No, that that would happen to him all the time. And I, it, it's interesting to me that that seems like that's a, that's a, like that's across the board. It doesn't matter what region the store is in. That's mm-hmm. that's a thing. Um, you know, it's not uh, specific to one store. I will say, too, Ross Ross was my first job. Uh, I worked at a, a Ross, and they would do shit like that, too. But not nearly as often as I saw when my ex was working at Kohl's. Like, that happened almost every other week with him. And I know his coworkers that uh, when we would hang out with them, they would bitch about those things happening so just because it only happened to him every other week doesn't mean it wasn't happening every week to someone else yeah Um, so yeah just awful just freaking awful (sighs) well i feel like (laughs) we kind of went all over the map here
0: yeah jobs suck sometimes
1: yeah yeah
0: Like, even if you have a a wonderful job that you enjoy and it pays you well, it's still really hard to afford anything.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I like my current job. Um, And they pay me pretty decently, Um, but yeah, affording life is is a thing. Yeah,
0: like, how do you afford a house (laughs) before you're 30? Yeah. How do you afford having a kid before you're 30? Mm-hmm. How do you get a car before you're 30? Yep. Plus all those
1: other things on top yep. of it. Like, I remember being scared shitless when I bought my first car because I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to afford this because it's like, first of all, the, the car payment and then the the insurance and then registration. Registration too. Because you know, when you buy a car, mm-hmm. it, the I don't know how it is up there, but here uh, in most states, I don't know if it's all of them, but the two I have lived where I've owned vehicles, um, it's based on a percentage of the tax or yeah, no, yeah, it's based on a percentage of the of what you paid for the vehicle or what the value was, you know. So if you bought a car that was like 20,000, it's going to be – there's going to – your your registration is going to be based on a percentage of that value. And the funny thing is the car depreciates in value, right, if you want to sell it over mm-hmm. time. But the cost of your registration doesn't decrease. Nope. So that's, that's fun. So, yeah, I remember being scared to death that, like, how am I going to afford this? You end up being fine. But, yeah, I – I hate how expensive life is. Life is just too damn expensive. (laughs) Money, man. Stupid fucking money.
0: We had a positive episode about mind shifts around money and everything. This was the, how the hell do you afford anything?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think mind shift around money and your relationship with it you know that there there, there's an element of that but it's you can't you can't get there without also acknowledging like the the pain (laughs) that it can cause you know otherwise you wouldn't need the shift you know so
0: yeah and like I'm not great at super budgeting and couponing and all that I know enough how to like look at my expenses and kind of regulate and have an idea of how much I need to save and all of that. But yeah, Yeah. budgeting is a huge, it's a wonderful tool. Everybody should learn it.
1: I will one day. I'm just too scared. (laughs) I, I, I'm too, I'm too money averse. Even something as basic
0: as like, okay. I have this much left over after bills and stuff. I'm going to put this much away to keep. And this is play money. I can either spend it all now or keep saving it up. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Like just that by itself,
1: it works wonders. Yeah. Yeah. I need to sit down and do that yeah all right well we're at like an hour 10. what do you want to do you want to keep going or i'm good all right well thank you everyone for listening to us kind of (laughs) bitch a little bit about money but hopefully it was somewhat you know uh validating to hear some of it because i'm sure we're not the only ones who feel this way about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cost Urgh, of living. money yeah money and the cost of living um yeah thank you for listening and we will see you all next time take care
0: thank you so much for listening this has been the radical softness podcast we are your hosts venera and ruinous rapture and we hope that you got something valuable from today's episode if you enjoyed this podcast or the episode please follow us on instagram and twitter you can find us at the handle radsoftpod you can also join our discord from our discussions about today's episode earlier and later content a link to the discord server can be found by going to radsoftpod.com and clicking the join our discord link for questions or business inquiries you can reach out to us at radsoftpod at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. We really couldn't do this without you. Be well, and we hope to see you next time.